Jason, it's been a long time since we uh, we last saw you. It has been a while. Yeah. Um, I actually, I, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody. Uh, we are recording now, by the way. Uh, I was talking Hello. to somebody who mentioned like um, doing a like a charity event with David. Um, uh, and I was like, David Tilstra, that name sounds really familiar. <laughs> and I went back and I pulled up the PDF sheet I have of like mm. all of these I, I've done. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember from, from a far podcast. I talked to mm. them. Uh, as buddy, it was about eight or nine months ago at that time. Yeah. Now it's been over a year. So, yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, we all talked. It was, it was, uh, the four original members. <coughs> and, um, yeah, it, it, I remember being a very fun conversation. So I'm excited to be. To be back here. Yeah, about emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm a little curious. You say the four original members have you added yeah. or replaced? Or? We've replaced uh, Knox. Knox is now our newest member, and uh, oh, we replaced uh, no. Goofy, Goofball Maxon with uh, the always impressive and always a wonderful Knox. Knox of her body. Stop it. <laughs> That's the yeah, sort no, of stop it that means. Please continue complimenting. <laughs> please, <laughs> please keep going. No, please stop. Actually, stop. <laughs> I'm really bad at taking compliments. No, you're good. Oh, okay. yeah. So no, it's been it's been a while. A lot, a lot of stuff has changed on our end. I'm sure things have changed on your end too. And I'm just excited to to catch back up. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. We've we've had our our fair set of changes. I actually am getting ready to leave Shield Bash Podcast myself to spend oh, more right. time with my kids. Um, yeah. Still want to keep doing these because they're a lot less of my time um <laughs> but uh it's uh you know life continues marching on it does it really mm-hmm. does it yeah mm-hmm. and i'm sorry to hear you're going but totally understand like we all we all deal with that too just like these things take a lot of freaking time yeah <laughs> to do <laughs> yeah i won't get into it all um you're good but uh yeah it's uh my kids were pretty excited that i you know when i mentioned it to them and so oh, that, that alone was uh <laughs> No, no. I mean, it, it feels good actually that my kids are like, "Wait, you're going to be around more?" Yes, that's, that's true. That is true. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to hear. Yeah, it it was, and really helped motivate the decision too. So, <laughs> family always comes first. That's that's awesome. Love yep. to hear it. Unless and, you're uh, racing or competing against them, and then <laughs> definitely family comes <laughs> do not come first. Speaking of racing, who had the uh, who had the drag race go past their house? Oh yeah. Um, that wasn't even that loud for me, so I'm I'm surprised that you guys managed to pick that up. Uh, the mic, the mic that Dave sent me is real good. <laughs> no, I definitely heard it. I mean, I was very impressed. My panties practically just fell off from the sound oh, of that no. thing. I was oh man, sounds like a like a V8 engine. That's all uh, about cars. <laughs> I live in a small town, and uh, we have a racetrack here, a uh, stock car track, and uh, nice. Every Friday night, you can hear the races all across town. <laughs> the race, They just go to loop around town, so every no. single person can hear the race. <laughs> no, but it's a small town, so it's, <laughs> it's they're loud enough that the whole town can hear them. That's amazing. It's just so. the local, it's just the, the interstate highway. Oh, there goes the racetrack. <laughs> yeah. Man, what are they, they're hitting like 60 miles an hour over there. And sometimes just, out here in LA, I feel like the freeways are the racetracks. <laughs> <laughs> just one of those things you get used to. Like uh, every every day except for Sunday at noon, they sound the uh, the uh, tornado siren. Oh, just wow. to let everybody know it's noon, right? <laughs> it's just it's a thing, and like people from out of town are like, "What? What is that?" And we're like, "Oh, it's noon." And like, then- uh, a tornado is going to come at noon. Yeah. It's going to be like the biggest. Like, they're like, oh, guys, it's just twelve o'clock. Let's start eating, and then you start flying away. And they're like, what no, the heck, dude? <laughs> this is the Midwest. Uh, if you grew up here, you're the sort of person who's like, oh, it's a tornado. Cool. All right. Anyway, <laughs> yep. I guess an hurricane. Out in Michigan, we used to have tornado drills in school, and it's like we're like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, That's so wild drill, to me. Yeah, the tornado drills yeah. were fun. You'd run outside to the playground. What, what? What? That's what they made us do. I don't know. If, I don't know if it was correct. No. What, why would you go outside? That's the worst place to be. That's what I always thought as a kid. But they were all like, "Go on, get outside." Maybe they're trying to kill us. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if if there was a legit tornado that we were mm. in danger of, you go into the basement. Go to the basement. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, like they should have, like, and I know the stereotype for like atomic bombs, but they should have you hide under your desk because that yeah. way, if there's a need to breathe, you know, as opposed like, like to a like door frame or something, yeah. Yeah, that's it's ridiculous. 
I can't say I've done any of those things. <laughs> well, Nox, uh, where, I, roughly where I, are you located? I am I am in Vancouver, Canada, but I'm originally from uh, Toronto. Mm. Uh, we are very tornado-less out there. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just cold. Not really. Well, yeah, bad. ours is more like what to do in like a snow blizzard or like mm-hmm. like like we had a um oh god what was it it was like. It was like an ice storm. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Like a couple, like several years ago, and it had it was literally like an inch of ice on everything. Oh, wow. um, so the trees obviously couldn't handle it because it was literally like one inch for every single branch and leaf that they had. So a lot of trees fell over um, mm. and knocked out a lot of the power and stuff. So we basically went without power in the middle of winter for like a week and a half. Oof. oof. That's um, rough. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that we need to deal with. Yeah, we, <laughs> we occasionally get ice storms out here, but nothing that bad. It's yeah. Well it, that it, that one was like the worst one that we've ever had. I think I have photos of it still. So if I find them maybe I can like show it to you guys. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's alright. I mean every every place has their disasters. People ask us like you know, I've been asked before anyway, you know, why do you live in a place with tornadoes? And I'm like, well, I, I live in a place with tornadoes, or I live in a place with earthquakes, or hurricanes, or mm-hmm. smog, or bliz- like 30 inches snow blizzards. Like California just burns. We just have yeah. fires. <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't consider that a lot better. <laughs> no, it's not. It's terrible. Like, yeah. Sometimes I'll like, look out over like the mountains, because I'm down in like the Los Angeles basin, over the mountains, I'm like, there's just, there's just fire up there, yeah. like driving along the freeway and like staying up with fire as it like races along like mm-hmm. catching all the brush on, on fire it's pretty wild i recently you're coming uh, in a little quiet there dave you so i turned it down because there was um uh i think a a, a pastor just moved in a, like, behind me <laughs> and he has a loudspeaker because he's just been doing like bible verses <laughs> like the the town i live in a weird oh, part of town you just go through the whole bible genesis 1 1 yeah literally <laughs> just keeps just keeps going Sorry, I think I feel like we keep derailing you, Jason. <laughs> no, it's all right. Sorry, my wife um, and I recently had a conversation with uh, my kids about Los Angeles um, because my kids were like, "We saw this uh, YouTube video that was like unsolved mysteries." Um, oh yeah, was, you know, designed for kids. Um, oh. I mean, no, no, my children are six and eight. Um, oh, not okay. Never mind. Never mind. Um, it was like an educational thing, you know, like world mysteries of, and I was like, mysteries of Los Angeles, like. Like the biggest mystery is people don't ever like remember the whole name of it. Yeah, you know, like yeah. a lot of people are like, it has a bigger name, but I can't remember what it is. And they're like, it's like my wife's trying to Google the mysteries of mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and they're like, yeah, they said you know it's like a big mythical city. And we're like, it's not. I mean, like it's a real place. You could just <laughs> go there. Like yeah. you could take a, like LAX is one of the the Huge. biggest airports in the in the country uh-huh. uh and so they're like well they they said it like sank under the water like a long time <laughs> we're like do you mean atlantis because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. those words are not the same yeah. but they're like yeah yeah atlantis we're like no 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 <laughs> I, I do not think that word means what it what you think it I wish means. i lived there, the, the, the biggest mystery we have is why sometimes it like Eight o'clock at night on a Wednesday, there's still traffic. Like, <laughs> just like why? Like, so silly sometimes. But yeah, that's no. the one thing that I've heard about California is that, uh, yeah, traffic is real bad. Yeah, you just know the times to drive. You're fine. But it, it, it is it is annoying. But hey, guess what? This is a RPG podcast. So let's talk about <laughs> RPG stuff. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. So in the past, we have done um, like a topic, right? You know, we've mm-hmm. picked a, a meta level topic, but um, lately, you know, things have kind of gotten a bit lax on that. People, have, you know, we've been trying to scrounge up things. So we've I've decided to go a lo- another route for a little while and circle back to some of these later to get new points. But lately, I've been wanting to just do stories people's stories now listeners i'm gonna give the same advice to them that i gave to uh james last time i don't want the stories i'm trying to avoid the stories that the whole point of the story is and then they rolled a because that's only really funny to the people that were there at the table that's true that's true um we're looking for things that's like 
you know, if it has that in it, then it's like, and that nat 20 or nat 1 caused this hilarious event. Mm. And, uh, you know, I got a couple different topics of stories here to, to mm. go through. And if you don't have one, it's fine. You know, there's four of us, and I imagine we can fill in this hour and a half pretty easily. Um, but I wanted to start with everybody's favorite story. Favorite, like, just like story at the table of, like, things that... That just like worked really well. Oh, just your your favorite TTRPG story, whatever it happens to be, whether it was thing that worked really well, thing that was really funny, um, mm-hmm. or even something related. Like, yeah, you know, I, um, you know, this is how I conned somebody who thought, you know, D and D was satanic into trying D and D. Like, oh, this is really fun, and be like, guess what, mm-hmm. motherfucker, you just played Dungeons and Dragons. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha. Me. Um, okay, I, I think I think I pick. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of just one of the ones, the first ones that come to, comes to my mind because I feel like last time, last time we had these conversations, we we were still pretty new into the whole TTRPG space, and I think we've just yeah. had a lot more experience, a lot more, uh, a lot more stuff has happened to us since then, and uh, we were sort of talked about it a little bit earlier. We had to change cast, sort of halfway through or like right in the middle of one of our arcs and i think one of my favorite times at least we've had at our our table for from afar was just kind of having that moment when we brought our new player who happens to be on the call here nox when we brought brought nox in um there was this moment of just i think everyone just sort of being not like worried but just like unsure because at that point we'd we'd done like 50 plus episodes with the original crew like almost 60 60 yeah it's like six and that's like probably closer to 100 hours of of just like like sitting down and playing and telling the story so it was just it was just a a, a moment of like not not nerves but just like this moment of like oh we're, we're at we're, we're in the middle of this thing but we're starting over and then just the first couple moments that like Knox had and like the interactions that she had with like the group all of us were just like okay <laughs> this is this is gonna be totally fine and like it was it was just a really cool moment of like just seeing from a dm's perspective seeing the players just accept someone new and be willing to kind of change the story not change the story but just like change their expectations of the story to invite this new person in and like continue on in, in a new story I, th- I thought that was a really cool moment of just seeing the the positive side of TTRPGs are just like, hey, like some shit happened. We're moving forward and we're not sure what's going to happen, but like together we're going to make sure it's awesome. And I've, I've always just thought that moment was just really cool. And I know that's kind of like an ethereal moment. So I got a backup one if we need more, but that, that, uh, <laughs> I was, I just always thought that was really cool to, to, for both Knox to be able to jump in with the bravery that she did and also the like compassion that Andy and Christian had to just sort of accept that and move forward and i think we've just the show's gotten a thousand times better since since that moment that's uh, that that's a good story and i you know as somebody who's been playing for 15 years you know one mm-hmm. of my group it was one of those groups it's had the same core uh, four of us mm-hmm. for those 15 years but the other people have cycled in and out and i understand that feeling of like you know hey i like this person outside the game they're interested in playing or they do play mm-hmm. but are they going to fit this group and sometimes they just don't yeah they're, yeah they kind of on the flip side of what i just said there's there was a moment where i brought one of my friends into a game <laughs> like i've never seen somebody like ruin a group dynamic so fast it was a <laughs> He's not gonna listen to this, so I don't care if I say his name. Uh, and you remember when Ricky played in the 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 um, Everstar? No, Everstar, the the Everstar like playtest. We're we're we're, we're, st- we're trying to make this like this world of like magic and cowboys kind of like combined into this, mm. this thing. And this guy like we like the first level fighters. We finally get like the little mini boss down, and this guy's like. My character would heal them and like heals the boss back up and then k- gets oh, himself killed. We're all just like, "What the hell, Ricky?" <laughs> like, I remember that. 
Yeah, yeah you mean the one that I was DMing? You were DMing that one, yeah. Oh, yeah, then I just killed him. And then the guy yeah. just, I was like, he's still your enemy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's an enraged, like, evil person. Like, he's not gonna, I don't know. And then it was kind of fun, because he was like, oh, I guess that is the consequence of my own actions. And I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah. You, you feel this deranged, <laughs> evil character who's, like, taking over this town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like just on the, wow, on the flip side. God about yeah. that. Jeez. I just love this image of him going like consequences. Yeah. <laughs> like, the SpongeBob meme with the rainbow. Yeah. yeah. Imagination. Well, David's a. I think David is a much more forgiving DM than me because I think he was expecting me to be like the the enemy looks at you and caresses your cheek and is now your best friend. And I was like, no, fuck that. No, he's gonna he's gonna hit you with his axe. Yeah, <laughs> that's very that's... funny. But just kind of what you're saying, Jason, yeah, like sometimes a dynamic without realizing it, like outside of the table can be super cool and super fun. But then like at the table, it's just like, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that sometimes it's just like, because we've had people come into our table that are just, you know, they've sat down, they've had fun, but it's like that group is, they're not really interested in like, let's take lots of notes and have like ongoing mysteries. And they're like, hey. Let's kick. Well, as an example, I had to explain to one of them that barging into a town to start a fight, to basically in order so he could just start killing his way to the mayor of this town, would be evil. And he's like, "But I don't want to peace bind my weapons." And I'm like, "That's right. You would rather commit genocide than be minorly inconvenienced. That's evil." <laughs> that's evil. that group dynamic <laughs> like it's which is you know fine i just again consequences, yeah. consequences. <laughs> that needs to be a shirt somewhere i love it so, sorry i didn't mean i feel like i, I took over no, no, a lot of that no that's that's fine i mean with everybody's you know gonna have a chance to tell their own story yeah who would like to go next i i have told a fair amount of stories the last time because it was just me and james uh schwartz from dimension door so i don't want to nice i don't want to kick a lot of stories in um because i don't want to repeat them f- for the listeners sake even though they are hilarious um, <laughs> so who stories would, for days, though. Yes. who would like to go next uh, you can go next oh okay i guess it's i mean this this is this is like i mean they, they'll know what's going on but the the story of like in 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 the podcast as well like because I don't I don't have that many DTRPG stories, um, like the the um, from afar campaign is like the third or fourth game that I've ever played really, um, so for me it's just like kind of a little bit echoing of what Dave said where um, at the start it was just kind of like nerves and stuff but like now. I feel so comfortable just jumping in with them and just reacting with them and like, you know, playing with them. Um, which has been like really, really nice in terms of, I don't know, like generating my, my creativity, my instant reactions, my like, you know, my, my thought process of like, okay, shit, what do I do? Fuck. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so it, it's like, I, like I, I can start to like see things and like, okay, if if I do this, what will the, what will happen if I do this, or or what would I do that? Like D- David as a DM is a like he's very forgiving, and is very flexible as well. Like we don't follow rules very often. If we do, yeah. it's like is it humanoid? Like but that's like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so it's just like we get to tell a story rather than focus on the damage output like we don't need to min max our characters in order to like you know do a thing really cool that's just we're just playing as friends telling a story about some chuckle fucks trying to find atlantis (laughs) (laughs) it's literally literally it It was like you you, i literally just got done dming uh this like cthulhu-esque mind horror thing and there's a uh, one of the people I was playing with one of her one of her first times playing, and she's like, she's like, I'm so sorry, like I, I think I can cast a spell that will like ruin this like encounter. I'm like, no, like do it, yeah, like ruin it, like have have that awesome moment. She's like, okay, okay, and she like banished this like big creature to this other plane, and she's like, I just feel so bad. I'm like, no, that like you're you're doing it right. Like we're telling the story. Like please keep being awesome. Technically, yeah. you're supposed to win. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beat me. I want to know who hurt these me. like virgin TTRG, TTRPG players that feel like they can't just do whatever they want. I don't know. Yeah. Like that's like, kind of the whole point is you're supposed to kind of figure it out at first, and then and then mm. the DM will tell you if it's not good. Like don't tell yourself. Don't don't self DM. Yeah. 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 Let the DM tell you no or yes. That's what Christian does. That. <laughs> yeah, Christian pushes those boundaries all the time. <laughs> and that and that's one of the reasons why I really really love playing with with yeah. you guys because it's like we have we have Andy. And he's a little bit more on the strict side because he plays a very serious character. We have Christian, who is very loosey-goosey with everything um, because he's playing such a wild character. I'm kind of sort of in the middle. Um, yeah. Still trying to get my sea yeah. legs with me. Um, so it's like it's such a, like a good dynamic of mm-hmm. like every section of like you have like both extremes and then you have like a passive middle ground. And then we have David, who just kind of cat herds us through story <laughs> yeah. yeah my no is there anything else you want to add to that story or is... no 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 that that was pretty much it i'm trying to think of something else now yeah, I, got, I got one and if you don't want if you got if oh. you, no, I, I, you guys I, if I, I jump in real yeah, quick, please because i got yeah. one that's actually about uh circumventing uh, a situation yes Ooh, yes um, do it do it this we were playing third edition and the guy had set up this um if you could have a hallway that said this is going to the boss fight, this was it, right? Long hallway, slightly slanted down, long red carpet, big statues all, you know, along the whole side, huge double doors at the end, and we're like, that that's the boss fight. Like, <laughs> super obvious, right? Um, but we're also like, those statues are probably going to drop their halberds and try to chop us as we go down. So we're in this big courtyard, and we've there's we've got these two big round tables, and I have this idea. We stand them up on their sides, tie all the legs together, so it's a big wheel, right? <laughs> and I get in the middle of it. I'm playing a monk, and I like, I get there, and I'm like, all right, guys, I'm gonna balance this, but I need you to roll me to, and we just roll it all the way down the hall. <laughs> all of the traps go off. Every statue. <laughs> as I'm flying past, and I smash into the wall at the far side, which then emits its trap, which has no effect on the wooden tables that I have mm. as a shield. And after vomiting, I get a crawl out of the tables and be like, all right, guys, clear. <laughs> Come on down. Um, by the way, I'm pretty sure they know we're coming now. That's <laughs> amazing. I, I love... I love that kind of stuff because, like, as a DM, and that's like primarily what I do. Like, you can sit and prep and plan all you want, but I guarantee you, in a million years, you weren't like, "All right, I'm I'm ready for the hamster ball wooden table of death (laughs) that will set off all my traps." But like, in the moment, you're just like, "Yeah, that's that's delightful." Let's go. go. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. please ruin this game for me in the best way possible. That's cool. Well. My uh, my all time favorite um, story does involve a dice roll of a nat twenty, so I, I'll I'll refrain from that one. I think I might have even told the last time I was on this, but um, um, my favorite story recently that involves no dice rolls is is probably a little little on the nose. But so Arius, my character, he in episode like forty three or four in in like the twenty thousand leagues under the sea monster arc. Mm. Um, like this whole time I've been talking with David, I'm like, oh, like Aries, he's like gonna like multi-class and barbarian, so like he's gonna rage at some point, um, and he's gonna be like, you know, his an- the ancestral way, so like, the path of the ancestors. So um, his ancestors are gonna impact and influence his, his raging. So the first time that ever happens, though, um, David just made it like exceptionally, incredibly cool. Like we're fighting this Sahuagin, um Baron with four arms and. Basically, he's like, like Kippa. Of course, Christian's character is just like, <laughs> just dipped out. himself out. <laughs> yeah, and and our, the good balls character at the time was was getting like destroyed by the Swagin. And Arius has like a lot of blocks about about raging. So, so I was like, all right. And David was making it very clear, like this is the time you should do it. So you know, I was like, okay, this is it. We're gonna make it happen. And like we do. And 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 David made it like this wildly cooler thing than i was expecting i thought i was just gonna rage and it's like oh i'm angry and roll some <laughs> roll some dice but david like made it seem like he had the grass Aries had this grass ring that he was becoming like almost symbiotic with and the grass ring like exploded up his arm and made him like a grass dragon 
and I just I was like, this is my anime moment. I <laughs> love it. And like you know, took on the swagon and and basically like broke his back and like threw him into this. You kind of suplexed him and then threw yeah. him into this like laser beam thing. And you didn't, you had me roll like nothing, which like you know I'm usually the stickler for like oh we gotta roll something, but then it's like I was like oh that was really cool. And it was just all, it was all basically building and 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 narrating, and it, it was like it was very very fun as a player because I think I had that in the chamber for like two years. I was like, oh I want yeah, you had that for a really long time. Well, but kind of kind of just jumping off that one one of the things I love, and I've seen a lot of other DMs do this, and like I think session zeros are important because you have to discuss obviously what type of game you want to play. If some if team if players or parties really want to do like super number crunchy super by the rules like that's awesome go for it do it. like if that's your thing do it. But like we sat down before we started the show and we were like oh we want to have this just be very narrative focused. And a, a lot of DMs I've seen there, there's multiple parts of, of TTRPGs. You got like the combat stuff. We also have like the role play and like this the story elements of it and like. The, the way I justified that, maybe this is just an extreme rationalization in my head, Andy, is like, you'd for, like you said, for two years, you'd been, like, role-playing that out and, like, being like, oh, here's, this is this block I'm working with, here's the reasons I'm not doing it. And, like, you were playing it really well, and, like, even at, at points, like, hamstringing yourself because you didn't want to, like, give that moment up too soon. So in that moment, it's like, yeah, you don't need a dice roll. Like, you, like you've, you've already earned this. And now, like, let's just have, like, the fun of it. Like, you've, you've earned the XP by role-playing. Play, by role playing. So, like, let's... Let's just have that moment. That, that's the kind of stuff I think is, is really yeah. cool. And, and you, what I think is really cool about, um, <clears throat> and maybe maybe other DMs do this, I don't know. I don't really care. But David, <laughs> the, way, the way that David does this is if is if I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. You're like, nice. And then you're like, let's, <laughs> let's crank that notch up to 11. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's this fun. is incredible. Like, so... Um, that, that was my favorite story. Well, like not not to just like keep talking about our own show, but like that's one of the things I love <laughs> is like is you guys j- just in DMing in general is like I feel like if you look at it from a, the aspect of like the DM and the players are actually on the same team, you, you're just gonna have much more opportunities for those moments of like oh this could be really cool. Like yes, you've totally circumvented this awesome trap hallway that I had, but you're gonna remember this moment now for a lot more because we're working together and like making this about us and not just about me kind of a thing. And dear sweet listeners, I will point out, um, unlike years, uh, years, episodes in the past, I did not tell them what our topic for today was going to be. Yeah. So these stories about, and from all three members are from the, from a car, from a far podcast, all of their favorite stories are from their podcast. <laughs> so I, I don't know that there is a better recommendation <laughs> for a podcast, other than well, the fact that all of your favorite stories are from there, I, I do. Point. I did just remember one thing. Oh, <laughs> oh no! One oh, thing from no, that no, great no, endorsement no. from Jason. No, 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 I just no, 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 remembered no, no. that I hate David. No, 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 no. I was just, I was just trying to think. Podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was just trying to think of like, like other stories because, like, I feel like this whole hour and a half will be probably <laughs> like uh, podcast Very related because heavy, that's like. Yeah basically like what what we we do and like it's the the most recent thing that we kind of <laughs> go with um but i do remember one of my my super early games mm-hmm. um oh god i don't remember the campaign that we were doing but we we were in a in in like a, a sewer system as you do and mm-hmm. we had like we were looking for some something we entered a room where there was like a bunch of like sarcophagi or however you say the the um the, the plural for that o- octopuses sure um <laughs> and there was there was like um one that was like kind of specifically like <clears throat> magic heavy quote unquote so our paladin used his sword to like crack the side of it just to see, like, if, if we could do something. And then, like, all this ooze started, pull, like, just started flowing out. And our uh, our tabaxi... Oh, God, what is he? I think he's a barbarian. I don't remember. It's been a while since we last played. Um, but he he was just like, all right, it's time to sip the mummy juice. <laughs> <laughs> so he got on all fours and started slurping up the floor. Oh, God, that's gross. <laughs> 
That's horrific. <laughs> uh, so, so now we just have like whenever, like whenever something you know you have to like taste something gross or whatever. We're like, it's time to sip the liqueur. <laughs> it's time to sip oh, the mummy man. juice. Sip the mummy juice. That's hilarious. Oh uh, God. Oh. That's like. That's a, and then our I remember our our fairy bar <laughs> uh, was obsessed with fingers. <laughs> So she'd like collect fingers oh, from creepy. everything oh, we killed. How no. <laughs> many fingers does it have? Uh, you know, I don't know, but she had a bandolier of them. So that's, that's amazing. That's like the shotgun shells. Yeah, basically, but it's just all oh, fingers. <laughs> There's so many good stories, though. That, that's I mean, yeah. that's one of the things I love about uh, TTRPGs is you can. It's just like we could probably sit here for the next seven hours and just sort of reminisce about random nap 20s or random cool rp moments and stuff and i just it, i love that well let's try and narrow it down a bit then and okay. i want you guys to tell me the story where you learned the most oh that's a very good question oh. learn the most in which sense whatever sense makes most sense to you oh, okay love it right. yep, um, this, this is not a not an sat question answer <laughs> <laughs> well, the way I that mean, you've you find <laughs> well, just like, learn more about the rules learn more about like the etiquette I, I got I got one I think that'll that'll work um there was a moment in again sorry in the show <laughs> um, in the podcast that um I think I learned probably some of the most as a DM because it was it was a moment where one of my players didn't just like change an encounter or change a like added an NPC or added some some little weird small aspect. There's a moment where I had an entire ending to it to a, a an arc planned, and one choice that uh, one of my players made totally changed that whole thing. So a little bit of context here. Um, we just we just recently finished a, a arc where all the players were in uh, like Lunia, like Mount Celestia, just like up like doing like heavenly things, and they were tracking down this evil guy who'd been like secretly corrupting the different paladins and clerics and, and siphoning off their power and using it to like to get, gain control of Mount Celestia. And what I what I was hoping was gonna happen is like at this climactic moment, uh, that bad guy was like, and I accuse you all of killing this main person that, oh, yeah. that I actually yeah. killed, but I'm accusing you and haha, my evil plan is all coming together. And uh, Christian our, our glamour bard uh, who's playing <laughs> a character named Kippa Willow and was like, that's you know, cool. Christian, the yeah. one that's been causing most of the chaos. Most of the chaos. He, he went, he, it, it was really cool because he, he had to make a pretty hard choice because it was like, they were like, the, the party was getting surrounded by just these, just these, like these guards were coming out of nowhere surrounding them. And it was the party and this one other NPC that became very important to the, to the, to the campaign. They were like being accused. And this, this guy was like, or the, 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 the BBEG was like, all right, I'm going to send you out of jail and kill you basically. And the glamour bard was like, nice try idiot. And like went and like took the NPC and like plane shifted. Like I'd given, I, I forgot he, I for, was hoping he'd forget that he has this spell, but I, I gave him like a, a, a scroll of like plane shift as for like, cause he did a bunch of other cool uh, role play stuff and he saved himself and the NPC leaving the two other party members to be stuck with this guy. My original plan was literally like, okay, cool. Like they're going to have this cool jail heist and break out of jail and like become like this like revolutionary group to like save this town. And, and my first honest reaction when Christian was like, I'm going to plane shift away with uh, Damascus, like the NPC, I was like, I literally was like, oh shit, I have no idea what to do because that literally ruins like it ruins everything. <laughs> and and I and I was for a moment I was like upset. Then I'm like, no, like let's just let's just go with it. Let's just see what happens. And it. Long story short, he was able to go rally all these other forces from different planes, and like there was this really awesome moment of like the the disgraced guardians like coming back and saving people from this jail and this torturous situation, and it ended up, it, ended, it ended up being so much cooler than I ever thought it could be. Like my initial plan was so short sighted because I was planning it by myself, but like just by taking a step back and being like, okay, I I don't know where this could go. But I'm willing to follow the energy and willing to follow the the improv of, of it. It turned into this just so much more epic thing than than I ever thought it could be. And like I think to answer the question, thing the thing I learned the most was like sometimes the DM has to be willing to let go and trust the players 
and just kind of ride it out and see what what awesome story we can all tell together and that's sort of where that i don't know why i just made this motion that's why where this comes to <laughs> yeah I just, I just think that was a yeah. cool moment it did sounds like it I, I was talking to some of my players earlier today then i tell them like one of the biggest things i struggle with as a dm mm-hmm. is just shutting the hell up mm-hmm. you know just like stepping back and being like just just let the players go and do stuff even if it's like what the fuck are you yeah. thinking like just just letting them do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well <laughs> i think because as dms we, we're sort of blessed and cursed with like the knowledge of everything so we're like oh like you're going the wrong way <laughs> like you're doing this wrong but then like you have to remember your players don't have that behind the screen knowledge so like yep. in that moment they're they're genuinely reacting and i think like to answer the question that's what I, that's the time i learned that moment that that lesson the, the the best was just like step back let it happen and it, it with a little bit of trust and a little bit of um collaboration it, the story just became so much better than i ever thought it and that's be. when i popped in that, that's literally that's right when knox popped in and, and that was a really cool moment too well, well, Knox, while you're thinking, uh, sure. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell a story of, oh, yeah. I don't know that's the time I learned the most, but it was definitely a time I learned something important. Um, and mine was, is as a DM, because uh, most of my, if you guys, I, I think I've said this before, but if you guys ever watch those videos that are like 10 things that amateur DMs do <laughs> as mistakes, yeah. like I can checkbox all of those things as shit that I screwed up, you know? <laughs> Um, but one of them specifically was a time that one of my players slash my roommate at the time, I gave him too much information because he and I were talking about the game afterwards and I'd give him an option of like, do you want to go to city A, B, or C? And they picked a city and he asked me a couple days later, he's like, are you like, did you really design three cities? And I was like, no, that's, that's dumb. Like I designed one city and if you went to A, then everything's brick. If you went to B, then it's you know graystone. If you went to C, then it's sandstone. Like it's one city. I could just. It doesn't matter what you pick. You're going to the same place. It just looks different. And he was just kind of like, well, that that sucks. You know, he was like really kind of disillusioned. And you know, I was like, because I was explaining to him the illusion of choice, where it's like, it, you know, as a DM, some players really kind of understand like the DM can't plan for literally everything. So there has to be some grace there. Um, but I, at that time I learned to not let my players see behind the curtain. Cause a part of me, like I'm proud of what I've done and I want my players to be like, Oh, Jason, that's really cool. And like, yeah. you know, and see the cool stuff that I've done. But it's like, I, I've learned to really pull back on that because a lot of times they're like, Oh, um, yeah, it's kind of been spoiled for them. I feel so, that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a that's a big thing that a lot of DMs and just storytellers and creatives need to learn in general. Is just like yeah, like always be able to like, be able to step back and just like see your stuff and like keep it yeah. keep it keep it hidden. Yeah, <laughs> it's like um, they they talked about that with Star Wars, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm reminded of because your poster, Andy, um, oh. the original Star Wars, George Star. Lucas didn't explain anything. Like, what mm-hmm. was the Kessel Run? You know, like he Han Solo says that line, Kessel Run in ten parsecs, and you're like, That sounds fast. Sounds cool. But I don't know what the Kessel Run is. <laughs> what were the Clone Wars? Like he never explained any of that stuff. And it was a huge hit. Mm. And so like it kinda kinda lose some of the mystery yeah. when you when you learn these things. And you know, I'm not knocking any of the other movies. You know, they're they're all at least good. It's not fantastic, Um, but it feels less less like you. What it is could never be as cool as your imagination Mm. makes it for you. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Well, I mean, that just goes back to some like old like filmmaking and screenwriting techniques or uh, theories of like uh, Alfred Hitchcock's whole thing, like never show the monster. Yes. Like 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 as soon as you show the monster, it's always like okay, this is now not scary, or like. The whole idea of like showing and not telling and which which is difficult in in D and D, but like I think if if you can find that balance of like leaving just enough up to the imagination of the players and like letting like saying just enough that let, letting their their minds fill the rest of it in on their own, 
I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I remember once uh, I had them in a haunted house, and they were trying so hard. They were, like, running around this multi-story house because they kept hearing door slamming and, like, um, you know, the sound of feet running and a child giggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but open, close, and ghost sound are both zero-level spells, and in Pathfinder, a spell leaves a number, an aura behind mm-hmm. for a number of rounds equal to the spell level. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. these spells are being fired off, but they leave no trace. <laughs> so, like, they can't figure it out. They're just, like, running around this house. Like, now my listeners, you know, if any of my players now hear this, they're going to be like, uh, if they uh. remember it. But, you know, <laughs> it's just this thing where they're just like, where is this sound coming from? Why can't we find anything? They're, like, mm. practically tearing them their hair out trying to find secret doors and <laughs> passages, and they never knew. Just that's it. These that's are the rules. Genius. Wow. That is very smart. Andy or Nox? You want to go, Andy? Or? Uh, yeah, I can go. So yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question because I feel like, um, especially talking about emotional intelligence too, if that's the, the topic of this, like, I feel like every time I play, I leave. No, no the... that sounds like a cheap answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, was going to, uh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to kind of like, I was going to wrap it up into a single, because I'm going to say a specific story, but I just, you know, I just okay. have to say like, yeah. Every time I play, I do feel like I walk away understanding myself and the people I play with a little bit better. As long as we don't um, have to come out there and beat you with doorknobs and socks. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, especially like, you know, I'm playing with my brother who I've known my whole life. Um, he's known me longer than his whole life. And um, uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then also like one of my best friends and now Knox, who, who mm. more recently, but, you know, people I know pretty deeply. So, but that being said, um, uh, I was DMing once, and I, I haven't DMed in a while, but I basically was trying to uh, make every aspect, like, supercharged with information. You know, like, oh, like, man, like, the like every single signifier of this world was connected or charged in some way. And I think after a while, like, I think I was overloading them. Mm-hmm. They were, they had to go to a town and like kill some goblins, and the goblins were like, "Oh no! Like our, our bosses are going to hate this." And they had like a flag of the boss, and like, "Oh, like they're going to take that." And um, it was supposed to be like two interactions, but I made it like six hours long because there's so <laughs> much information, and I just was like really, really hitting like hitting a dead horse with the amount of information they needed to hear. So after I left that, and I was like, you know, you know, I think they can just kill a goblin. And that can be okay. I don't. I don't think every goblin needs to be in an employment to the big bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's somewhat simple. But I think you know when you start creating a story in D anD D, you you want every single moment to hit at like eleven. And I think you that's not good story writing. You know, you need to have downloading phases and you need to have uploading phases and i think you know you have to have oscillation between those so i'm gonna think about that now whenever i do whenever i dm it's like you know it doesn't have to have every single yeah electrified moment yeah, yeah. that's good the way the way i've heard it said a combat should always have a point but yeah. sometimes that point is just experience and loot yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also it's just kind of refreshing sometimes, like as a player and as a as a as a DM. Sometimes it's like you finish a fight, you finish an encounter, you're like, oh, like that was it. The secret was the the barkeeper was hiding an- hiding answers because he's just nervous about his home life, and it's like has nothing to do with the actual like <laughs> big story. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. He got an argument with mad because he arrived late last night. Yeah, yeah. it's like that's it. Like, he's he's just sleepy. He's um, hungover. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, I, I feel like, it's like sometimes as I've been as, as a player, sometimes and it's just like you're like yeah, as the goblins dying, they say Shagolgo will curse you forever, and you're like, but you need to know that name. Like, writing all these notes down, and just like trying yeah. to stay focused. But yeah, no, I I hear you. I don't know if this is a story per se, but like as as a player. Um, because I don't plan on ever DMing. I will be just a <laughs> permanent player. Um, I have too many anxieties <laughs> to take to take care of multiple people all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a player, I've I've learned, um, especially like in you know the recent months playing with the boys, um, how to be a little bit more spontaneous. 
mm-hmm. and try not to like overthink what I'm gonna do. Because I I remember like my first time I was so nervous about like oh will the spell be like hard enough or like will it hit you know will it do this and will it do that and like is it beneficial to the party is it like you know that kind of stuff. And now I'm just like ah eh, fuck it what's gonna happen let's go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so so it's like as as I've as I've gone um, through I guess my my little TTRPG experience. Yeah, I've just I've just kind of like learned to just enjoy the moment and mm-hmm. just kind of go with the flow of it. Um, and you know whatever happens happens. And um, you know at this point it's like well, I, eh, it's a, it's a, it's a game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know if my character yeah. dies, oh well, I could just make a new one. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> important to remember. Yeah, it's just a I- game. I was recently talking that um, we were playing uh, Extinction Curse, a Pathfinder 2E thing, and our DM was like, uh, got us into a combat, and he was just like, ah, I don't I don't know if you guys are going to survive this, because it's two gelatinous cubes, right? And we're pretty low level, and mm-hmm. having trouble hurting them, and I'm just like, eh. He's like, well, are you really that confident, confident you're going to win? I'm like, no, but... I mean, I haven't lost a character in like six years. Like, <laughs> bring it on, come on. Like, Let's do it. Yeah. If, if we wipe, then, you know, we wipe and shit happens. Yeah. Everyone you know? just reuses their character sheet and just adds a junior. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm not son. Elwin, I'm Melvin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm um, the second. That, oh, sorry. No, I was, I was just going to say that, like, that kind of like reminds me recently and by recently i mean last time we recorded uh <laughs> david decided to employ a hard move hey. for us um well mostly for andy and christian because they yeah. but <laughs> oh no i did get one i did i think i did get one um you, 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 you we haven't really used yours yet but it'll be oh, okay all right it's gonna well, be good when it happens but like that that kind of stuff like i don't know like it just kind of made it a little bit more exciting when he said that, he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to p- do some hard moves. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, do it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah like, what's going to happen? Better. Like, tell me. Um, well, well, failure and, like, and tension is, is just is satisfying for, for players. And, and I mean, if you're always failing and always, it's always like super tense, yeah, that, that's stressful. But if you have a nice balance of like a give and take of, like, this is going to be a much more difficult thing. Or you did fail this. Or your, your negative intelligence modifier is going to come into a huge play here. Like, I think it obviously players want to succeed, and I, as a DM, want them to succeed, but it is okay in storytelling to fail at certain points, if that makes not, sense. Not just okay, it, it should happen. It should happen, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, they're, they're failure drive stories, you know? Just exactly. Like, harking back, you know, they don't beat Darth Vader the first time they see him. Like, that's, that's just how stories go, it gives you incentive to push. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes you want to root for characters because if they get, it's like doesn't matter if they fail; it matters if they get back up. I know that sounds really cheesy, but like we we root. We, we, well, no, it's like you, you literally like you you <laughs> no, vote for characters you, empath- you empathize with, and you're like you're like oh, if you just you see um uh like Rocky get like knocked down, but it's like then it's about him like training and fighting back up, and you're like yeah, let's go, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, I've never watched that movie actually. Well, I think but, it's boring. Uh, yeah, I think it's boring if people, if people, if someone has a hundred percent success rate, it's like, well, here we go. Yeah, just gonna just win gonna, again. Like, yeah. Keep on winning. Yeah, <laughs> it it is a boring one-dimensional character at that one point. Like, and there are systems that take advantage of that. I know um, a lot of powered by the apocalypse. The way you get experience is by failing rolls. I think that's the coolest mechanic. It's such a cool. It's such a cool mechanic. I just actually yeah. just finished a, a monster of the week game, and like, because it's funny at first, <laughs> the players are like, "No, I don't want to fail," but then it's like, "Well, mark experience." So it's like, "Oh wait, like, oh, can I can I keep trying things? I want to fail." <laughs> it's like, it makes it makes, makes perfect sense because that means you're gonna try something you're not good at. Yeah. Which then you're gonna fail, which is the whole point of gaining experience. Because it's like, well, that didn't work. I know that's that now. Really yeah, then it's code. like if you keep doing something you're bad at, you're like train. I don't know. I think that's just it's just genius. I think it's so cool. And it encourages people to you know try things that are just mm-hmm. like, well, I don't know if this is gonna work, but if it does, it'll be cool. And if it doesn't, I get experience points. So exactly. yeah. So I feel like systems in, are really fun. 
Yeah, I think in Dungeons and Dragons, it's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I have a plus thirteen in these three things, so I'm going to be the only person that does those. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's like, okay, well, I guess I'm just never going to. And then it's like, that's never going to be a funny situation of like, you know, the the huge fighter in absolute plate armor trying to sneak past somebody. It's like, yeah. well, we have a rogue well, or someone. That, to do that's it. something I wish that D and D kind of like fate would would encourage. Because yeah, exactly what you're saying. It's like it's like, oh well, here's a locked door, bring the rogue out, and it's like, okay, yeah, you're probably gonna succeed. But like if D and D and maybe maybe we can start bringing this into our games actually, and we can find some sort of mechanic, but like having moments of like the, yeah, like just for you you're talking about like having the big the big uh, uh, armored paladin try to try to sneak in because not because like they wanted to just like level up, but because like, they have to, like just giving them those moments of not just like or encouraging not not min maxing. If that, yeah. if that makes sense. I'm not power gaming, which which is fine. If, if that's what we're going to do, go for it. But I feel, I feel like giving the story a chance to, like, kind of not correct itself, but just have that little, like, spark of life of, like, ooh, they just got noticed by the guards. What's going to happen? Like, that's that that's exciting to me. Yeah. And I, I've also noticed, and I play with a fairly, I mean, decent-sized group, usually about six players. Uh, but it, it comes to the point, too, where they're like, I'm really good at these few things. So, like, I'm going to try and make everything, all my skill checks, these few things, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I, I can't climb, but I'm really good at jumping, so can I, like, jump from ledge to ledge? Yeah. It's a, as a DM, you want to say yes, but as a person, you want to say, no, motherfucker, climb the goddamn wall. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, like, just how many times have, have we all had the moment yeah. of, like, DM's like, all right, roll a persuasion check, and the player's like, are you sure it's not this? Oh. And it's like, no, it's what I said. Like... <laughs> That, for that a reason. Me it, yeah. It's like the um, what's that called when it, it's 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 not like they're like I they're trying to move it around, adjust it yeah. to like fit their play style, yeah. which is like that's fun and that's fine. And I think everyone goes through that mode, but I think you know to become a better storyteller, you can't keep leaning on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's. It's also really good, like, not just failure, just because, like, you know, oh no, you roll the dice funny, or, you know, whatever. Um, It's also just helps you as a person, too, just to kind of, like, okay, well, I didn't try. I did try, and it didn't work out. Um, But that doesn't mean that, you know, I can't continue what I'm trying to do. Like, I can try again on my next turn, like... like It's it's, kind of something... something, I kind of feel like something I learned an improv way back in the day like our, our show is very improv for, forward and, and collaborative like that but um one of my improv teachers is like no like improv isn't about being funny it's about like learning to be okay with like awkwardness <laughs> and it's like i feel like whenever we're like trying to like min max and shift things around it's like i just don't want i don't want to like fail i don't want this to be awkward but it's like no like if if you're just okay being in this in this awkward moment this failure moment for a second you don't know what you don't know what's coming on the other side. It could be something glorious, and yeah. Yeah. if if you're always trying to protect yourself and always trying to put like your your best, strongest foot forward, which I mean you should do, always always do your best. But like mm-hmm. if if you're okay with just that mo- that that one moment of awkwardness, like so many cool things could happen. And, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean it's kind of like um, being too afraid to be a dungeon master. You know, it's like yeah. you know you're gonna fail, but you yeah. know sometimes <laughs> you just gotta. Gotta, gotta let yourself it. be awkward and fail yeah. and, and dive your dive right into it. Not that's, that, you know, that's, that's, that's the one that's the one thing I will absolutely one hundred percent disagree on. <laughs> I have no plans. I have zero plans to no DM. Uh, I will say no, it is it is definitely scary and I, I still was like terrified today doing it with a bunch of like my best friends. It is very rewarding though, if if you do it right. Or no not right. If you if you just if you if you kinda like what Jason was saying, just let yourself go. It can be very rewarding, but no, no pressure, no pressure. You, you do. Now, I will say, David, like you, you say that there are wrong ways to DM. Like there, there yeah. definitely are. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty much something you have to do intentionally, but you can do it wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's like I will immediately take your character and I don't know, just oh abuse my. them, abuse them, just straight away. Like no, I don't want that. I will control them. They're my yeah. character now. Yeah. <laughs> That is, that is one thing that I, I always hate, and not to get off on a tangent, but I, I when the DM tries to tell me 
what my character like mm. this is what your character thinks and i'm like you don't no. fucking know that like you okay. tell me what my character sees mm-hmm. you can tell me what their physical yeah. uh, like yeah. what they physically feel but like how they react to shit is entirely on me absolutely yeah i'll, I'll, I'll give you that yeah it if if a, if a dm is trying to just like i think i think there is a a decent amount of railroading that just needs to happen in all games, kind of like we were talking about earlier. But yeah, having taking t- taking away a player's agency to to be that character and react, I think yeah, that is, that is crossing a line that you should never mm-hmm. do. Yeah, mm-hmm. 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 we we've all told our stories then of where where you learned something at least yeah. important. Have you? Do you guys have any stories where you saw somewhere someone else at the table learn something important? Some moment where you're just like, well. Yeah, uh, I, I will go first on this one to give an example. Sure. I had a um, a player at a recent convention um, a couple months ago. I was DMing, and this player he kept interjecting. You know, like I was doing things as the dungeon master, moving things around on the the table, having enemies take their turns, and he's like, "Well, this is actually how that works, and this is how this works, and this and that." And I was like, "You clearly don't understand how this functions." <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me and I'm like I'm aware of how the rules work but this is Pathfinder mm-hmm. this is a game where every rule has a accept win I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. I'm not asking for your advice shut up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everybody else at the table was kind of like okay that might have been a little harsh there at the end but <laughs> um <laughs> You know, like, he's right. Like, you know, they're like, this guy probably has this feat, and this guy's probably mm-hmm. doing this because of this thing, or this guy probably has this spell or ability, or, like, they're able to rattle off all the things that let them do the stuff that they were doing. Mm-hmm. And it just... And to his credit, the player apologized, and, you know, mm-hmm. was like, I will... I'm sorry, I'll be quiet and let things go. But it was just one of those things where it's like, you don't know everything you can't know everything and you don't know what's going on behind this screen because you know i barely know what's going on behind the screen sometimes <laughs> uh, but like i got the mechanics down like i understand mm. that mm. that uh i it reminds me <laughs> of a time yeah every dm has a different style and kind of along the lines of what you were saying i've i got the chance to dm for one of my like sort of one of the DMs I look for, look look up look up to, uh, got a chance to DM for them, and it was I was very nervous because this DM is very very um, rules heavy and rules forward and like that that is something like I, I understand the mechanics well enough that like I can get through it and if something comes up it's like oh how do you how do you do this checking and you look it up like pretty quickly and for the most part every it, it runs smoothly from the mechanic side of things, um, but I'm I'm very very loose. I'm very, very loose with a lot of rules, but uh, a lot of times I'm doing it for a very specific reason. Um, and there, there was this, this time I was DMing for this DM, and I, I could, I knew I was like, f- like fudging a rule and like, f- like giving a cantrip a little more power than it like needed to have, or a little more uh, juice than it needed to have. And um, I could just see this DM sitting at the table, being like, that, but like that's not the way it works. And then he started. He started being like, "All right, dude, I can't take it anymore. Like, you, like this is not the way it works. This is not the way it's going on." And I literally, I had to be like, "Okay, like, person who will remain unnamed, like, like, I need you Andy. to trust me." Yeah, Andy. Well, this, this actually reminds me of another story that, that happened. <laughs> Come on, uh, that Andy did something, and I, I got a little mad on on air for it. But I, I, I just, I had to kind of take this DM aside. I, I'll tell that story in a second. I had to take this, <laughs> oh no! I had to take this uh, this other DM aside and be like. Yeah, I just need you to trust me for a second. And he's like, okay, 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 okay. And then go go through it, finish the, the session, finish the one shot. And afterwards he came to me, he's like, okay, now I, I see why you were me- like messing with that now. And like, I'm going to try to be a little more like flexible with like my rules and stuff. Cause like, like you were saying, it's like, you don't know, you don't know, the players don't know what you, what you're purposefully omitting or what you're purposefully fudging or what you're like, cause you can see the, the, the big grand picture as a as a dm and the players can't exactly see that like for example another one just a really quick story um it, just it, keeping in line with talking about the podcast um there's a there's a skill <laughs> there's a skill that paladins have called divine sense and um oh yeah <laughs> and in the beginning of our show there was a there's a paladin who just kept divine sensing things and 
he would always it, it for for divine sense it's celestials uh fiends and undeads and uh that's that's it and i just kept being like all right you don't see any of those but you f- are feeling this other like other <laughs> like entity yeah, just, yeah. and like andy just the entire time was like it's not the way it works that's the way it works. Whoa, <laughs> like, yeah, and we just like we just like, kept going, and like it finally got to a point where like he was like he it was like the fifth or sixth time we did this, and Andy on air was like, "Uh, okay, that's not the way that works." And then I was like, "Okay, Andy, I'm doing this for a reason. Like he's interacted with a certain thing that's given him this extra power. He doesn't." You we were like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then it was fine yeah. but it's just like it's like, there's like, like the, the point i'm trying to make is like like the the players know the rules but they don't necessarily know the story you're telling yeah. and and sometimes that can that can get convoluted and and as i've noticed this thing with with D players or ttrpg players like we just love love letting people know that we know the rules and it's like mm-hmm. i get it <laughs> I get it we all get it we understand how smites work we understand how sneak attacks work we get it but you don't know I, the, the, what else is going on. I feel here. I feel like I'm I'm an outlier in that statement because I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I I legitimately don't know how anything works. Oh, but that's not true. I mean, I do know how stuff works, but like not enough to be like, um, actually, <laughs> that's not how uh, this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Push up my, my um, glasses. So here. so. Yeah, that's, <laughs> well, yeah, that's good. Keep keep that attitude. <laughs> have a lot, a lot of fun with DMs in the future. <laughs> um, I, I think I and this one again comes from the podcast. If you haven't noticed, most of my Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> playing is in this podcast. So um, we actually had a guest on, Jared Jakovic, great guy, awesome guy. Hey. Created a character based off of The Rock. This is hilarious. It was Tua Rock. Yeah, it took us took us a minute to realize that cool. what we did. So um, he was playing kind of like, kind of aggressive, which actually you know played in really well. Because he kind of came in kind of kind of bristly, um, not Jared himself, but the character. So I think like us, we're playing. We're like, oh, this is kind of this guy's kind of kind of intense. But then like um, we get on the ship, um, we're on an island with the. It's called Garship Island that um, Underground Oracle Publishing created that we use in the mm. game. Love that. Great stuff. Check them out. Are you saying no, Nox? Did I say something wrong? No, 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 no. I was just saying the the the, the Garship name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was saying you're right. Yeah, Garbin. Real quick, um, I just want to make sure everyone heard what Andy said. Underground Oracle Publishing is amazing. They make five <laughs> supplements. They're fucking phenomenal. Always look them up and always use them. They're amazing. Sorry, keep yeah. Going. So we get, we get to this chip, and 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 Jared is playing a he's like a Maori inspired uh, island barbarian of the storm. Who's got a huge uh, obsidian axe, and so he like barely like he gets on the ship, and he's got some weird vendetta against ships. I don't think actually, <laughs> under- I don't think we ever actually understood why. The ship killed his parents. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with with a sig a sig sawyer. Colonizers, and, um, man, get with um, it. And, <laughs> so he gets on the ship, and he just like buries the axe like in the ship, um, which then I think in that exact same episode we find out that the ship is sentient. So, so like. <laughs> Well, it's it's, it's, just, it's 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 housing the soul of the of the navigator's dead sister. Yeah, so. It's, it's so like like it's just you can kind of see Jared like he was like oh, <laughs> and he like goes over and he's like, is this actually really cool like softening of this very hard character where he made he made Turok very sorry and very guilty about this seemingly very inconsequential action. And it felt like it was interesting too, because like all of us were kind of on the same page. So when that happened, we were like, oh shoot. And then he became like very connected to the ship. And I was like, that's very interesting how a very nondescript, seemingly inconsequential action can can lead to some interesting character growth. Um, also how being an asshole can lead to <laughs> Have great character development. Yeah. So <laughs> you just got to learn to take responsibility for your asshole. See, that is true. Right. Well, that's a, that's a, well, it kind of yeah. like, I think that's DMs and like we all need to realize that we're, at, we're playing a game at the end of the day, but like have taking responsibility is a just, is, it can lead to so many cool things. Like, yeah. It, it, again, it's like an in, inconsequential action that gave a, a moment of character growth, which is, which is really cool. How about um, you, Knox? Do you have a have a fun story where you saw somebody else learn something? Um, 
maybe more chance to rip on Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think because, like, I, I don't. Again, like my my D and D experience is very limited. Um, and like, I feel like three fourths now is the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but so like, I haven't quite seen anybody learn something about the game necessarily. It's like they have learned stuff about me, mm. I guess, as a player, and they've been able to adjust to, I guess, like however I react to things. Um, so it's it's just been like really cool to see, like the the growth of like us as friends and also as players, um, and how we're telling this story and how you know, like, how we interact with each other. So that, I mean, you know, that's kind of really the only learning I've seen. <laughs> so it's an important thing. Yeah, it's super important. Because, <laughs> like, we, we've touched on it a few times in this conversation already. Like, I don't think we realize how much putting ourselves to these TTRPGs is about trust and about trusting the people at the, at the table and trusting the DM, trusting the players. And I think, I think, having those bonds growing is wildly important i agree uh and with that wonderful note um we will end our episode today so thank you guys very much for coming uh yeah, of course and of course. uh you know thank you listeners thank you for listening and yeah we will see you next time thanks everybody bye Shield Bash is made in association with Knights of the Octagon and the Farmageddon Gaming Convention. Find us online at shieldbash.net, on Facebook at Shield Bash, on Twitter at Bash Shield, and on YouTube at Shield Bash. Bumper music provided by Lee Rosevere. Other artists can be found in the episode description. Leave a comment on iTunes for a chance to hear us read it out on the podcast. Questions and comments can be sent to shieldbashpodcast at gmail.com. Shieldbash Podcast is owned by Shieldbash LLC.